Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we're looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the True Story FM Entertainment Podcast Network. And I'm Pete Wright, and I'm thrilled to present 144 frames of actual human in your credits. <laughs> That's right. Today we're talking about minute 123, two hours and three minutes into this movie, which begins with more songs and ends with Steve swinging away. Back on the show, it's Eric Deutsch. Hello, Eric. Hi. All right. We talked about Star Spangled Man uh, last time. We're getting some more patriotic music uh, in the songs here. We have Sabres and, Saber and Spurs by John Philip Sousa. We've got the Washington Post March by John Philip Sousa. Uh, what would you call that style of music, Pete? The kind of the John Philip Sousa It's just marches, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, do you like these sorts of tunes? Do people do people still listen to these? Do they pull out their old <laughs> records and listen like to Sabres? Yes, people like marches, <laughs> but you don't sit around your living room just listening to a march. Like you, you listen to it like at a game or something, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a real there's a real vibe. Uh, I think you know. I happen to so when we go traveling, go to this this place called Chautauqua, and they have like there's a real march vibe at this place it's like going back in time and they love to get on stage right around the fourth of july and play a giant big old march and they do this thing where they make you they give everybody three um uh paper bags and at the right time the conductor will turn around and conduct the audience you have to blow up your paper bags and smash them in with the cymbals (laughs) and the drums wow people love a good march you can really get a party going with a good march is all i'm saying Wow. Okay. I'll have to remember that next party that I throw. Yeah. I'll say, hey, all right, everybody. Time, time for some Saber and Spurs. <laughs> here's your here's your bags. <laughs> I think people are like I'm listening to the notable silence from Eric right now, but I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling if we gave him a couple of paper bags and a good Sousa, we could get a party out of Eric Deutsch. That's all I'm saying. Well, I do love uh, it's not quite a march, but it is a patriotic song. I do love the, you know, uh, 1812 overture there when the cannons start uh-huh. going off. Oh, yeah. End, that's you, know? a, you could see you could you could you could pop some bags to that. You know, that's a paper bag <laughs> kind of tune is what I'm saying. That's exactly right. Yeah, you get it. Oh, that's just great. I, I've never thought about popping bags during songs, but now I just want I want more of that in my life. I feel like every concert I go to, they should pass out paper bags that you get to pop at some point. You should. And you know what else they should do? Every concert should have a, like a rolled up American flag in the ceiling. And when the cannons start, it unfurls because every concert <laughs> needs an unfurling flag of some sort. I don't even care if it's the American. It could be like Hell, it could be the Hydra flag for all I care. Just a flag unfurling makes you feel good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is what happens when we're talking about marches during our credits. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea I was going to get this worked up about marches before we started. Apparently, you're a Sousa head. Would you be a Sousa head? I am a real (laughs) Sousa head. Um, all right. Well, we go from we have those songs. Uh, we have the newsreel march from Bad and the Beautiful. We've got a few. We have Stark's theme and Stark's flying car, two themes that are composed by Joe Johnston and Joe E. Rand. Although what I love about the fact that they did here is for one of them, it's composed by Joe Johnston and Joe E. Rand. And the other is composed by Joe E. Rand and Joe Johnston. 
Well, they they did not enter into a Lennon McCartney partnership. They 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 swapped it around. Yeah, that's what the first thing I thought of is like they're trying to be careful. They don't want to fall into yeah. that all into the traps. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rand, just so you both know, is the supervising music editor for the film. So it makes sense that uh, I although I was just surprised that Johnston was so involved that he actually in some capacity decided he was going to help out with the music as well. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. Like, do you think that maybe he met with Joey Rand and was like, oh, you know, for this scene, I wanted to go or something like that. And, and just doing that gets him a composer credit. God, I mean, that seems like a really <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but wow, I, I guess more directors need to really work on doing that. And then they can get more music composing credits because uh, I mean, why not? If you just go. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, sure. There, I just uh, this is uh, now we're going to have to add that to the end credits, uh, both mine and Eric's, Pete, yeah. for this particular episode because you just did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I worry that you guys are overestimating your own contributions. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just there's not many directors that make their own music. I mean, John Carpenter does it. Yeah, um, fittingly, we're I, talking with the right person. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, Escape from New York. He did all the, most of the music, there, but I can't think of anyone else. But he's also gone and and toured with his music, right? It, like in concert. Yes, he I, does. He absolutely does. Yes, I have never had to scalp tickets to a Joe Johnston live show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Clint Eastwood. There's another person who composes music for his films. Oh really? Yeah, I did not. I didn't know. Yeah, that. not all of them, but he does. Especially lately, he's been doing more and more. But he, uh, you'll see his name popping up in it. In it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's another song that uh, Rose of Mayfair, which plays during the uh, the scene when Peggy walks into the bar. Uh, that's another one. Joe Johnston and Joe Iran. So yet again, they have uh, another opportunity to come up with a few notes, and lo and behold, they're credited. That's funny. I know. Um, special thanks. We go into the special thanks uh, here. Um, a lot of the comic, the people who kind of, uh, you know, helped create the character in the comics, Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Mark Miller, Brian Hitch, Ed Brubaker, Steve Epting. Any particular name either of you want to talk about here? Well, Mike, uh, I do because I have a big question here. So the Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee ones are obvious why they're there. Yeah. The other four, now these were more contemporary writers or artists of captain america comics so i now i didn't read i wasn't reading captain america anymore at the time this, this movie came out so i don't know if were either parts of this movie based on something they had written or were they just were they consultants to the movie because they were the current creative team i'm wondering why those last four names are in the special thanks that is a great question and I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of rhetorical. <laughs> well, no, but I do often wonder, like, did they at one point talk to a particular person and say, hey, we would love to have you help us on this. And then later say, oh, you know what? We're having someone else help us. We'll just give you a special thanks for your time. That happens with actors sometimes, like um, Abraham Ben Ruby is an actor that uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. We had him on our Speakeasy show years ago. He got a special thanks in Moana. And I was like, why would he get a special thanks in Moana? And I, 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 I don't know why, but I think it's because they probably brought him in 
just to, I mean, he's a big guy, a big frame, and maybe they just needed somebody as like a photo reference at some point for the rocks character, you know, or, or oh, something like that. Like, but I mean, all he had was a special thing. So it's like, I, why is that there? I don't know. So it's interesting to see like, why, like, what are these people doing? I'm looking them up. Mark uh, Miller. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, he, he wrote, yeah. I mean, he wrote the ultimates. So he wrote the ultimate uh, universe version of Captain America. And then Brian Hitch was the artist on the ultimates. Well, and he did civil war. Right. And he did civil war, but of course, I mean, they didn't know they were making Civil War when they made this movie. No, yeah, right. And then, yeah. Ed, and then uh, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting were like the contemporary writer and artist of the main Captain America comic, I guess, when this movie came out. Um, but, you know, the movie is all set. It's 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 99% Cap origin story, so there's not any current, you know, it's not like The Winter Soldier, which was an actual more recent storyline. So I'm just wondering, the only thing I can think of is that they must have had them in as consultants, because I'm not sure why else you would randomly thank uh, thank them yeah i i mean it has to be because they were they there was some inspiration behind like some of the the ways that they had their characters behave in their Mm storylines or things like that Mm -hmm. that i don't know if it was the writers or if it was joe johnston or somebody kind of drew from what they had done and so gave them a special thanks you know yeah like it's those it's those sorts of things where these it's it's so hard to say and i'm sure if i dug through you know the art of captain america or online there might be some points brought up at some point saying oh and this person pulled that but i haven't seen anything up to this point so who knows who knows so we go through the special thanks after the people then it's all the different companies that they had and then it's it's some of the specific sources for images and everything like um, you know they got footage supplied by Getty and stuff one of the things that I thought was interesting was Tog der Freiheit and I'm sure I'm saying that wrong and I was like what is that and that was actually uh, Lenny Riefenstahl's third film Tog der Freiheit Unser Wehrmacht, which is Day of Freedom, Our Armed Forces. That's the third film she did about the Nazi party. Uh, She did Victory of Faith, and then the one that everybody knows is Triumph of the Will. This one in particular is... um, I'm not exactly sure, and and I guess it's... uh, They only have an incomplete film of this, but I'm guessing that they must have pulled some... uh, kind of concepts of some of the Nazi imagery from this for maybe the, some of the, the flashbacks of Schmidt. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure any sense from either of you where they would have been using some of this or just maybe the way that they were portraying some of the Hydra stuff. Yeah. I, that's really interesting. And, and was it, yeah, it's just an interesting thing that that I I have to imagine it's it's got to be some flashback stuff. And one of the other things that we, we you know we have is like there there is some stock foot like behind the scenes stuff that was cut of Captain America in World War II, like on the beach and and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if some of it was like comped from original like compositing Captain America in you know some other footage. I having never seen the movie, I have no idea. I don't remember it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've seen Triumph of the Will. That was one of those movies that they show in film class film just school, to yeah. give you a sense of the way that she was capturing the images, which, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty horrific. Um, but you can see why 
people talk about it because the way that she captures the images is powerful. And I guess that would be what they were trying to achieve with some of the Hydra stuff. But I guess I just, my brain is like, I just can't pinpoint what specifically they would have been using as a reference point for that. But oh well. And did you, do you have an outline of where the purchased stock footage was used in the film? Oh my gosh. Ha ha ha. No. Although I, I was trying to do that in. Um, in Thor, trying to figure out where it was, because a lot of it um, was more referenced material. And so I'm guessing some of this was more specifically referenced, or maybe yeah. they were using it as plates, like in London in the 40s, or things like that, as backgrounds. So who knows? Sure. Uh, it's always interesting to see, though. Like, you look at all this stuff, and, and, you know, as you're watching Captain America, you don't expect to see University of Minnesota libraries pop up in your credits, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we go through the rest of the credits. We have all of the logos of all the different companies, uh, the MPAA uh, number, and then we get Captain America will return in the Avengers, just like we had in the last film. Thor will return in the Avengers. Again, no punctuation, and it really irritates me, although I don't <laughs> feel like it should. <laughs> uh, but then we get the start of our post credits scene. Oh, we finally, we finally made it. Uh, not a lot. We only get six seconds. I know we are finally here. We're in a boxing club and we see Steve hitting a punching bag. Still sepia. What do you think of that? Kind of. It's sepia ish. Sepia ish. Like, is this because we are stuck right now in a boxing gym and all boxing gyms, no matter the time or era are <laughs> sepia? <laughs> <laughs> It's just what it's, it's so is it either sepia or slash boxing gym boxing lighting? gym. That's what I that's what I'm thinking is the <laughs> is the new rule. New rule. So do you think he woke up in that hospital saying, why am I not in a boxing gym anymore? <laughs> I was supposed to be in a boxing gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. Um, we're not getting a whole lot of this punching here, but um, the one thing I will say, it's I, I like the way that it's constructed. We're coming off the boxing gloves, and we're on a dolly, and we kind of pass some the, the ring, and then we rack focus to Steve in the background as he's hitting this punching bag. And I like at the very end, we get that shot where we're behind him, and you get this sense of um, speed and strength with his hits. And I like how suddenly it feels like things are picking up. And again, it's just the very tail end of this, but that's something I really like about the way that this plays. Uh, I mean, I know it's not a lot. We're going to talk about this a lot more tomorrow, but do either of you have anything, any comments on this uh, six seconds we have here? Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, I, I think my comments are more on um, probably better serve for tomorrow's episode. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like it too. I do think it's important that we at least say that thus begins... I think the thesis on whether or not this is in fact America's ass. Um, <laughs> it all starts right here. Uh, somebody had to go there. I'm glad it was you, Pete. I'm glad it was you. <laughs> there we are. All right. Well, Eric, tell everybody again uh, more about uh, your shows. Well, uh, I co-hosted Escape from New York Minute, um, and I co-hosted Flash Gordon Minute, and those shows are both done, so you can binge them both. 
Um, both movies less than two hours, so probably wouldn't take him more than a month or so, less than a month to binge those, both shows. Uh, and uh, if you want to chat about it then when you listen to, I still keep active in uh, both groups' Facebooks. Brains Library is the Escape from New York Minute Facebook group, and the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex is the uh, Facebook group for that show. And Pete and I uh, both were on separately on uh, Escape from New York Minute. Yes, that is true. Were. I think I was on when, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Snake was captured and he's put into the little boxing ring, I believe. And he hits the guy in the head with the, um, the, the, when he fights slag yeah. in the yeah, boxing yeah. ring. I believe yeah. that's around where I came in. And I was on, I think it was the bridge drive. The as they're they're driving through all of the mined cars crossing the bridge. At oh, the at the end. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, you guys got you both guys both got good weeks. Oh, we got oh, good weeks. Fantastic, yeah, absolutely for sure. I didn't get unlike to be me on, on this movie. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, there it is. There it is. I didn't get to do a Flash Gordon minute, and I can't remember if I told you this, but um, I showed my son and his friend Flash Gordon. Oh, this was a couple years ago. Um, my they, my son was probably around ten at the time. And we watched Flash Gordon, and uh, and neither of them had any contacts. I just said, hey, let's watch this movie. And as soon as it ended, his friend looked over to me and said, they are definitely going to make a sequel of that. Womp, <laughs> uh, <laughs> womp. That was, that was my favorite moment. Oh, so like, oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, kid. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about the 80s. Yeah, no, never happened, but uh, well. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the post-credit sequence, and uh, it should be fun. So, Pete, thanks as always. I think I have more America's knees. Still kind of hurts to stand. Yeah, America's <laughs> knees. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show. <laughs>